0: This episode of At Scrambling University brought to you by Cannabinoid Natural Foods. Live naturally. All of our products can be found at www.cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com. Easy checkout, super great products, no artificial dyes or fragrances. All CBD and CBD is derived from USDA certified organic hemp. Feel comfortable. Great products made for real people. Enjoy. Now, on with our episode. What is that scrambling up to today? Ha-ha! Welcome to Scrambling University. All right. Well, you made it to Friday. I guess I made it to Friday. (laughs) All right. Well, we're all in this together. Oh, look, lots of projects already on there. Woo! Happy Friday. Type on errors. Happy Friday. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be an interesting show. I've been. the behind the scenes, me running around like a maniac. Uh, You know, the beautiful thing about this timeline is uh, just making me have a schedule of any kind makes me perform. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Always last minute, always chaos. But when you don't see the sausage being made, it's awesome. All right. We're gonna go deep. Screw the ball. We need fatties today uh <laughs> okay let's get some tunes on let's get some tunes on i just got the lighting fixed up uh okay okay throw it out there in the comments if you got anything you really really are uh, dying to hear if not we are gonna just pick a show oh uh, let's see we saw that one last week man there's gonna be some awesome shows coming to seattle in the next couple weeks um if you've never heard uh pink talking fish oh highly highly recommended um so pink talking fish they pay they play pink floyd talking heads and fish now the interesting thing is a lot of times they'll play the songs at the same time so They'll start off a Pink Floyd song, you'll get to like the refrain, then they'll start a Talking Heads song, then they'll get to that refrain and then they'll start a Fish song and then it'll go off till it hits a jam break. And then without the jam break, like going into the Fish jam break, you're back in the first Pink Floyd song right at the note you left off at. And same thing, go, go, go. Then they'll morph into a Talking Heads thing right where it's supposed to go into its break back in the fish song and it's interesting because they they've done this to songs that i don't know how they all end the same so they they all start about the same they're they must be the same length musically or they make them the same i don't know but if you've never been to a pink talking fish show uh yeah you should go (laughs) okay let's turn a little volume up Uh, okay, ah, that's a good good. This is uh, uh, this year from uh, Vegas. And this song dogs is from when they played the 1956, I think Disney album for the Disney Halloween album. It, uh, it was second set for Halloween in uh, 2014. Great set. Okay, well. I've been getting the uh, I've been getting my new crypto index pumped out to the universe. We got a couple people starting to talk about it. A couple different shows. Thank you to Brian, at Lots Project. You did a great job this morning, going through the indexes for me and trying to at least put a video out that lays the groundwork for like this is what we are talking about. People are at different places in their financial literacy, and it it helps to have many different people explaining the same concept because we'll all use we'll all use different language and that will help um uh, so for today's crypto index da, 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 da. okay my screen shares never go well but i practice this and then we're going to try this uh so let's see to screen share and i got this queued up right here we should be able to show you uh where is that oh come on oh there it is there it is ah i don't think that worked hold on me and technology we just have problems oh here it is here it is okay so if i do it that way oh look and there's a share button bam sharing with you okay breaking news today's bitcoin index oh i got the fucking date wrong February 4th, 2022, Bitcoin is trading at 13.9 to 1 over Ethereum, 134 to 1 over Bitcoin Cash, 340 to 1 over Litecoin, and 393 to 1 to Dash. Next, we have our Farm Truck Index. What does it cost to buy a basic Ford F-150 2022. Well, today, it's going to cost you 1.1 Bitcoin, 15.1 Ether, 146 Bitcoin Cash, 370 Litecoin, or 428 Dash. And if you wanted to say, okay, what's a more relatable number? What's all this crypto? I buy grass fed beef every week. So we are going to use the USDA published whole carcass retail price for our grass beef index. That number gets published about once a month. So the underlying U.S. dollar number will change on this index about once a month. But that is what we are referencing back to. So today in America, January, February 4th, 2022, You can pick up one pound of grass-fed beef for three one-thousandths of an Ether, three one-hundredths of a Bitcoin Cash, seven one-hundredths of a Litecoin Cash, eight one-hundredths of a Dash, or you can just lop on down to your butcher shop and pick yourself up one pound of grass-fed beef for nineteen thousand nine hundred satoshis, and there's been some pretty good movement in the market this morning, so uh, look for that number to change tomorrow. Hopefully, significantly. The point with the point with showing you grass-fed beef in satoshis is. As Bitcoin goes from eh, 35, 40,000, whatever it's trending in right now, right, which is around 20,000 Satoshis for uh, grass fed beef, I am expecting that I am going to be telling you about June or July that we are now paying 10,000 Satoshis for that pound of beef. And then I would imagine around this time next year, I'm going to be talking about. 5,000 Satoshis for that pound of beef. And by the next year, we'll probably be talking about a thousand Satoshis for the pound of beef. That unit will become meaningful in your life as we go. Uh, it's kind of not right now. It's kind of a large number. 20,000 Satoshis for a pound of beef. As Bitcoin does what Bitcoin will do, you'll see. <laughs> That's why the index is right we index it, say it every day, you'll hear it every day. We'll think about it every day. We'll be able to at least have meaningful conversations on is the dollar strengthening against crypto is dash strengthening against Bitcoin is dash getting stronger in the environment is Bitcoin cash getting weaker in the crypto environment. We can have a crypto conversation all unto itself but now relatable back to real things so we can check in with like okay crypto is great to talk about all the digital asset bullshit but what can i buy what can i get what can i trade for uh oh it's interesting you know what i might have to uh i know that there now that uh cannabis is traded on the open market i know there's a cannabis index i i thought i saw that when the when they opened up that uh, that ETF, where you could buy the whole cannabis market, uh, um, so I think that number exists. I'm gonna look that up. Ah, we might as well have uh, we might as well have a, a, a one pound cannabis uh, uh, if we're gonna do a pound of beef, right? That'll give us something in the that'll give us something in a thousand dollar range. Then you got a forty thousand dollar range, a thousand dollar range, a ten dollar range. Better to help thinking. All right. Well, sucking down the good stuff. I bit the bullet yesterday. Got my coffee order placed with my broker. Ran down to the international warehouse. If you follow me on Float at Scrambling, I'm super easy. Uh, I published, uh, I showed the picture yesterday of the uh, international coffee warehouse. I mean, I'm just seeing if I can get a quick and easy pop to it here. I'll show it to you. Uh, down in uh, down the valley so this come on flip there we go flip okay so see that coffee so that warehouse is a quarter mile long that coffee is stacked about three stories tall two and a half stories tall Those pallets aren't pallets. The center runners on those are four by fours and the treads are two by sixes. Um, Anyway, quarter mile long warehouse all the way to the roof. Full as I've ever seen it. I checked my broker's online inventory that they hold in that warehouse and their broker. They're they're low all over the country, but they only sell super high-end specialty coffee. The top 3% of all coffee sold. So there's a lot of other stuff in that warehouse right because uh keurig to make all those beautiful k-cups you guys suck down uh keurig put a west coast plant right down the valley down here and since they're gonna actually literally throw their coffee on the floor and stale it before they pack it so their packaging won't explode it doesn't matter what fuck coffee they put in there if you're gonna stale it before you sell it eh. <laughs> so anyway a lot of that stuff in that warehouse is commodity coffee. Um, so yeah, come on. So coffee market from one year ago, US dollars, I am paying a 125% more wholesale direct me picking up at the custom stock than I did one year ago today. I had a good talk with Pugliano investable wealth podcast about some positioning against the asset how to kind of smooth my smooth my cost of goods out um it's nature is screwing us um permaculture is the solution right to so the greedy coffee guys down in brazil instead of growing coffee traditionally sides of hills really hard to get hand-picked limits to growth, all that, right? They figured out how to pivot farm it. So they are pivot farming coffee like they do out in Spokane with the corn, all right? Pivot well in the center, long arm, out for a half mile, does a radius, wheels run on the tracks, destroy that ground, sprays everything, right? And then they harvest mechanically. So the trucks go through and shake and vibrate the shit off the trees and coffee gets destroyed with unripe cherries. So they, that's why Brazilian coffee are <coughs> fucking up the market. But they did figure out how to put a lot more poundage into world supply. So they kind of took over the market. So the market is Brazil. Um, but the problem is when you plant whole entire valleys of super yummy coffee plants. Well, if I'm a coffee parasite, predator, bacteria, or fungal, right? And I find an entire valley where I can go from leaf tip to leaf tip, and I never even have to try to fly or go to the ground or get caught in sticky tape or anything. And I have really no predators. Buh. So now you've Took over the world market, made yourself the number one volume producer, so the money's based on you, right? And it's just like NPK fertilizer I was talking about yesterday on on Loose the Goose with uh, or Wednesday with with Xavier you make a target rich environment right it looks great for a while like right after world war ii when we were spraying all that npk on fucking everything and growing more corn and growing more wheat and setting those because what do they set their benchmark at, right they set their benchmark at x from last year so as long as you beat last year oh god okay there's the transition we need <laughs> oh type one Errors. Type 1 errors. What are they? They are an error where the moment you put the system in or the thing in or the whatever in the thing, as soon as somebody competent enough to observe the whole system looks at it and is like, "Oh, oh, fuck such a massive, massive flaw that to undo the error in the thing you just built is going to be so costly and so painful that most type one errors don't ever get fixed. They're just lived with, worked around, hated from the moment they're started uh, until the system explodes. So, man, so many things, so many things. Ah, who fucking knows how long this show's gonna go, whatever. So, by publishing the next week of what I'm going to talk about for the week, it makes me start to computer. How can I, <laughs> Shit, I publish the show on Type One Errors for next week? I should probably think of some good examples. Um, yeah, the funny thing is, I have... (laughs) Yeah, I know kind of what I want to talk about in general, but I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. But the deadline looms, so I start to think about it. So, when I really crystallized on all the Type 1 error things that I wanted to tell you about... Well, okay, let's start small and easy. (laughs) So, my Type 1 error in my life... (laughs) When I bought this place, I knew it was gonna work. I started a nursery and a little duck farm. Um, So I needed a greenhouse. So I built an 800 square foot greenhouse on the back of my house, beautiful, beautiful. God, it's awesome. Uh, But I listened to Jack talk about thermal batteries. And then I did a little research, started looking around ways to do greenhouses naturally that don't require extra energy in the system. So thermal battery. Great idea. So I didn't do my proper amount of thinking and researching and really thinking about it in three dimensions, including time and think about how it would interact with the thing over the course of the year or years before he built it. And okay, so I built a thermal battery for the greenhouse. Um, it's three feet high three feet wide what is that thing? 40 feet long uh, I built it out of uh, dry stack cinder blocks. I put two inch pink polyfoam on, on the edges that touch the walls and underneath it and I built it on that. So it's thermally broken from outside and from the ground so any heat you put into that mass re radiates itself back out when you're not putting more heat into it uh, can also be a cold sink but whatever it'll, it'll run either way uh, so my greenhouse faces south I had well yeah that's kind of why I did it too yeah the first type one air I wanted to build a kick-ass aquaponic system and Candace wanted trees like lemon trees fig trees tree trees uh, so we planted that on the north edge of the greenhouse up against the house which was a little bit easier to like yeah it was closer to the electric i don't eh. we did it because we didn't think about it long enough that's why we did it so that aquaponic system was in place the trays that had the trees started now nah, at that point you know they're only a couple of foot we could have we could have moved them pretty easy um still a pain in the ass that's why we did not them. so I built my thermal battery at the south edge, the low slope of the greenhouse up against the wall. So it's all those cinder blocks in a big, long rectangle. I ran a four inch uh, pipe to the highest spot I could get in my greenhouse. And then I went and got uh, a blower motor. If you guys don't know, like, on. Uh, un- gasoline powered uh outboard boats have blowers uh, if you fire up an engine on a gasoline boat without first sucking all the maybe gas uh, fumes out of your bilge, you'll blow your boat up so they have these really high speed super sucking fans that exist that run on dc uh and they're variable. So if you give them different voltages, the fan doesn't care, right? It will just run. If it gets DC enough to spin the wheel of the fan, it will run. So I stuck the DC blower as high as I could in the greenhouse up in the corner and attach it to some four inch hose Then I wired it to some cheap uh, uh, Harbor Freight solar panels. So anytime the sun comes out it starts to, you know, shine on the greenhouse. The top corner of the greenhouse is getting the heat because it's all coming through the glass, heat goes up, goes to the corner. And instead of tripping the thermal switch to turn the fan on, to cool the greenhouse down, right? The first thing that happens is as soon as the sun shines, the blower motor turns on and starts pumping the heat. Down through the four inch into an expander, where it turns south into the box, where it turns down. It goes to six inch uh, rigid pipe. It enters the uh, the three foot by three foot by forty foot long box of. I ended up using uh, five eighths minus. It goes down, goes all the way to the forty feet to the other end of the box. Drops down a foot and a half. Comes all the way back down to the other end of the box. And then I left one square brick out of the cinder blocks and that's where the exit hole is, which I slapped a cap on and then I put a dryer vent, you know, so like when your dryer house turns on, the little exterior on your house, the vents kind of flap up. That's how I can tell if the blower motor, you know, if the sunshine's making the blower motor work, I just look at the flaps and see if the vents are up, right? I know it's blowing air through the system so i can shoot the laser up at the top pipe and see that it's pumping in like 110 degree air and then i can shoot the laser at the outbound and see what the airstream is and i kind of have an idea of how much the box is sucking the heat into itself which is definitely interesting to play with um so (laughs) the fish tanks in the completely wrong spot The box is in the completely wrong spot. Really a nice three foot high, 40 foot long thing like that should have been between the back doors on the north wall where the actual sun will hit the face of the cinder blocks also because I'm getting no, the sun doesn't, it's on the south side and I have trees right there in a fence. It doesn't get the sun it should get. So all the sun goes right over the top of the box so all i'm pumping heat into it is from the blower fan which is great but done the correct way put on the north wall up against the house it would have been a great thermal break Uh, and it would have been in the right spot for where we end up setting up little tables and shit all around the fish tank anyway when we go to do our replanting and seating and all that stuff because that's the right spot for it Uh, so That's my massive type one error. I've got literally 50,000 pounds of gravel that we carried by hand in five kilo buckets and filled that fucking thing with. So it has to be moved. It has to be moved to the other side. We wanna start having classes and such in here and showing people how all this aquaponic stuff works and doing trees and startings and cuttings and using the space for what it was designed to be used for. And until that gets fixed, it's just not—it's not workable in there. It's not, it just fucks everything up. So that—that <laughs> that is my localized type one error. Right now, I'm going to get to move fifty thousand pounds of rock by hand again, um, but I'm going to put it in the spot that it should have been. The heat stuff will work. I'm going to get to add in a heat loop from my indoor wood stove that will loop back into it. So I'm going to add, I'm going to add uh, uh hydronics into it when I move the box. Uh, so acceptance. <laughs> You've made a type one error. You know, it's a type one error. It's going to be massively painful. Are you going to fix it? Or are you just going to look at it for another until you die? So that got me really like, Thinking about the type one error that I was gonna tell you about that I did in my own life, right? Then I start thinking about like, uh, type one errors, type one errors. There are so many all over. But really, if you think about it, we are living right now in a type one error. It got fucked up long ago anybody that stops to like seriously stop and think it's easy to see but it's so painful to fix that nobody wants to ah it's going to take work right so if you think about if you haven't heard if you don't understand money creation and governments Money, a dollar bill, to come into its existence in order to be printed, costs a dollar, four or five or six, doesn't matter. Pick one. Lots of arguments depending on what, no, whatever, doesn't even matter. Wow. There are no dollars. It's day zero. The dollar is. We've just decided we're going to make them. Yeah, I forgot what day that was back. My history, dates, and names. Eh, don't matter. I, I remember the meat of it. So before the dollar existed, they had to have, okay, let's start the dollar. Let's start the dollar. Ah, okay. Someone's got to print them. out okay, here's the deal. You borrow some money. <laughs> Government borrowed. You need a dollar. Okay. I'm independent. I'll print you the dollars. So I print you a dollar and I give it to you and now you're using it. Except you owe me a dollar five. So try to pay me back. Ah. You want another dollar? Here's a buck. Now you owe me $210, but you got a chance to pay me back the 105 But you can never, ever, never pay me back. Right? And since I require interest on the money I lent you that doesn't stop because time's in the equation. Time doesn't stop. If you can get a way to stop that, woof, let's go. Uh, so yeah, how did the Simpsons get the Wisconsin governor running away from truck people, right? Hmm, isn't that like the 18th thing he's got, right? That's 30 years old. I'm betting on a time machine, Gronick, it's you. So, uh, So can't stop time. You owe me money that you can never, ever pay me back. So at square one, at time one, the very beginning, we, the us, that is everybody living under a government that uses fiat currency, meaning promise to pay <laughs> based on nothing except human capital. because. In that system that was built. You are a battery. You are a battery. It's all you are. You have to try to pay back what can never be paid back mathematically. It's math. You create a dollar, you owe me a dollar five. There were no dollars before we started. And next year you'll owe me a dollar ten interest. So The system that we have created everywhere is at its very core, its very base, a type one error. It is a system that doesn't have an ending. There is no, there is no ending. You can't get out of it. You can't say like, whoa, let's try another way. but. The type one error is perpetual growth. It is a perpetual growth machine, right? Because there's interest and you have to keep trying to pay back the money that you can't ever pay back. It requires growth because that dollar that got lent out in your one day one interest is due at the end of the first year. So you have to borrow another dollar to pay the interest on the first dollar that you can't pay back. And it just goes from there. It's all a matter from there of, uh, okay, then you get into managing fucked up type one errors. Like how do how do we make this shit that we have got not smell so bad? Oh, well, you we can cover it with this nasty chemical. It's gonna give you brain cancer, but you won't smell the shit. Nah, or really think about it and really fix it. So you're in a system that requires perpetual growth, can never end. You can never, ever be happy with what you have and enjoy life, it's impossible. The system that you're in will explode. There will be pain and misery if you just produce the same. If every one of us produced exactly the same amount as we did last year and didn't let the newfangled computer let us be twice as good at our job to pr- double the output for the thing that we work for to produce more with less, to produce more with more and more, to produce more you have to produce more you have to produce more it's a requirement of the system millions and billions of people just die if you don't produce more they'll start wars over it, they'll do all crazy shit, yeah, because the People at the top, they get how the system functions, kinda know it, but they're kinda like the general that has to sacrifice the troops, right? You're gonna run up the hill and take the fucking thing because it's part of the thing that gets us to the next thing and they know they're gonna sacrifice all those people, right? They can only feel so bad about it because they're in charge. They they, They gotta run the shitty system Because they're running it. Because they don't stop to think like, should I just not run it? But what are the consequences of not running it? Bad too. So once you're in a type one error and you see it, ah, how are you going to get out of it? You've got to get a plan. So that's the bigger picture of this whole Fiat collapse that's happening because at some point they've become crazy, right? The, the, the like borrowing back to borrow back, you know, when the shit's like, when the shit's growing like this, right? You can, you can kind of play that game. Oh yeah. Sorry. Right. You can kind of play that game. This company's a little slower. This company is a little, a little twice as fast, right? Everything's, Yeah, you kind of, you can kind of run that curve and try to keep up, but then fuck, you're on a treadmill forever. Your whole life, a whole, it never stops, never stops, never stops. So what happens when crazy fuckers make that line, you know, into that line? Okay. All they did if you look at the money printing they went from unsustainable going to crack up right we're walking on the treadmill at one two miles an hour yeah yeah once you figure out like you can never get off the treadmill like you will be on the treadmill to the minute you die they're going to suck you at one to two miles an hour yeah eh. some people figure it out Why do you think everybody drinks so fucking much and takes so many drugs and tries to escape reality? Because once you figure out you're a battery pack, they don't give a fuck. Okay. Lots of ways to play that game. But the maniacs have now, right? One, two miles an hour, 10 miles an hour. They have literally set the machine up to 10 miles an hour. So few people can run at 10 miles an hour. It's about to thin the herd, right? The it, it's, it's blatantly obvious you're flying the plane into the side of a mountain, you know, and at some point... You try to land on the mountain. That'll never work. No, you turn the nose down and you just fucking put the bitch in at 90 degrees. Boom, right? Because the pilot and co-pilot already have parachutes on. They're going to come walking out of that front door and out they go as you are still dutifully strapped in your seat. So, wake up. Look around. The pilots have put the parachutes on. Why do you think the trillion dollar, billion dollar hedge funds are moving assets into the crypto universe? Why are they buying real estate? If you look at it, gold's not really moving, right? That was the 1800s thinking all the Rothschild's grandparents, right? The kids get it. They know where it's going. They have moved their assets. Some people are publicly trying to save their companies like Michael Saylor, right? He figured out, he figured out, first he figured out that he was in a game for his company, right? And then they figured out the real game it will never stop required growth. You can't just exist as an entity at the same size you are and be happy. You have to grow, you have to feed the machine. Right. Once he figured that out and positioned his company to turn the sails and go with the wind, big money's moved. they they are gone. They're letting you hold the fiat. Right. So that is, that is where it's going. So you can, t- feels bad about it, <laughs> you can hate it, you can know that they're gonna track and trace you with it, all of it, but it doesn't matter, right? It, it you, you are living in a type one error. It's all to say. That is it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, let's look at this. Oh, that's funny. Brian, watch When I first learned about stealing coffee, it blew my mind. (laughs) Yes, you have to (laughs) coffee off gases, CO2. When you roast it, off gases are pretty powerful for the first few days. So if you have fresh roasted coffee and you seal it in a, anything sealed, you've made a bomb. Um, so yeah, folders, bricks, how do you think they stay a brick? Normal coffee off gases, it's creating carbon dioxide, pushing it out, right? Pressurizing the package, except brick of folders never isn't a brick. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> coffee plant tours. It's interesting too that the big industrial coffee guys don't really like want people in their plants. Cause yeah, laying coffee about to stale it before you pack it. That is uh, that is a thing. Ah K cups, K cups! Oh another type one fucking error. So the guy who actually invented K cups wrote a letter to the world after he got his, after he got his hundred million dollars, got the fuck out, of course. Um, Cause he had time to think about the system that he had built and realized, holy shit, that's a type one error of epic proportion, right? But it, it, <laughs> it did that. It went vertical. So the market loved it, right? It's the most unsustainable way you could possibly drink coffee. You took something that was dang near, if you recycled your coffee grounds in your paper filter into your compost pile, you could almost make an argument that it's a positive impact, right? Because you're importing organic matter and you're adding it back to your soil diesel. yeah. Cargo shipping on the ocean is pretty efficient, but, um, uh, so coffee in and of itself, I think it has great medical benefits. <laughs> Everyone. I say it'll be great. Other people will say it'll kill you, but, uh, there's a reason humans do naturally gravitate towards things. The fact that it makes your roll, but, uh, so anyway, coffee, k up. So, um, so, coffee sold by the pound to be you know, ground at home. So, it's fresh. Yeah. Experience the oil and the flavonoids and everything. Uh, they took that, right? And convenience, gotta be convenient, gotta be convenient. People need a way to make one cup on the go, blah, blah, blah. Um, man, that whole thing is so interesting. So, I was around it through all of it, actually. Uh, The very beginning, paper pods, paper single cup discs, round, uh, coffee and double-sided paper. If you've never seen them, look up coffee pods. They exist. It was the Betamax, right? If you're going, so a group of people... Heard this huge clamoring for like single cup coffee, single cup coffee. We want single cup coffee, right? But we run institutions. So we need it to be simple and go through a machine, produce uniform results, all that bullshit. So some smart people figured out, ah, well, tea, steeping, whatever. We'll put in a little machine, allow a little pressure, right? And they have those paper, glueable, uh, biodegradable, whatever. So you can put the coffee in it. It was a round disc. Put in a little machine. It would brew through it. Throw in the compost when you're done. Perfect solution, really. Uh, and then they tried to bring it to like America, the insane market. So the system they developed for paper pods coffee was developed in Europe. They call a cup of coffee. 6 US ounces which is fucking insane because a cup of coffee cup is 8 ounces. So in uh in the coffee world when you talk cups it's yeah you have to start every debate with every every conversation with like are we talking like US American or are we talking coffee cups because coffee cups are 6 ounces. Um so anyway the old old People that work in labs that make the industrial equipment got told we want a single cup of brewer. So being ancient and thinking old cups to them were the cups that were like in 1950. So they built the pod brewers, paper pod brewers, to run on a six ounce standard. Like this is my 20 ounce cup. <laughs> I didn't. Here's my other 20 ounce cup. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so what? There's three of them in there, right? So they built a whole paper pod coffee system based on six ounce cups because that's what 80 year old European engineers drink. Uh, The bastardization of that was it set the standard at six ounces. So on all those machines, if you put a cuff underneath it and hit the button of the cup, it is meant to brew six ounces of coffee, right? So when, when you chuck 12 ounces or 16 ounces into any of those machines and put a a cup in it, whatever. It's all, I'll tell you how you're related here a second. You brew and it's like, man, it tastes watery. Yeah, it is. You ran three times the amount of water through the fucking grounds that are supposed to be in there. So old European guys set the standard with the paper pods to make about six ounces of coffee. I think they had, ah, should I forget what the grams were? Um, but anyway, whatever grams of coffee they held, that made about six ounces of property that tastes right so that set a price point in the market for a single cup coffee Wow tangent there. <laughs> single cup coffees profit ratio uh, is insane if you change the game from selling people pounds to selling people cups you can uh, the the way for retailers to just rake the profit off, it, it, it increases the cost of the coffee by like 10x. So instead of getting you to think in pound pricing for this many cups of coffee, I get you to think in cups of coffee pricing per the penny. It breaks it from the pound dollar relationship all together. And it gets you to think it cups, dollars. And then, whew. so really, if you do the math, okay, okay, hold on back to the paper pod story, back to the paper pod story for a sec. So they set a the standard of, of how much coffee should be in a pod, right? Which set a price point in the market for a single cup. Once that price point was set, with all the buyers of like the big clubs, the big grocery chains, the big whatever, because those guys made it had shitty equipment that didn't work at all, but ran around the whole globe and tried to sell it into like every office environment, every grocery store. I just they hit the street hard and we're bringing a new industry, the single cup market, into existence. So They set the stage and they set the pricing. Now you have these uh, super evil bastards that were like, okay, your brewer sucks. Can't get a good seal, blah, blah, technical issues, technical issues, all got solved. But the quicker, easier, cheaper way to extract more money faster was to just chuck the coffee in plastic little mini cups, right? And seal it with foil. Sealed, airtight, you know, not gonna contaminate it. You don't have to worry about it, what environment you store it in. You can store it right next to a sack of onions. It will taste like onions because it's in a coffee coffin. It's got plastic and metal all sealed in, right? So the coffee. K-Cups, when they were launched, matched the gram weight of the amount of coffee as the paper pods that were made by the dying 80-year-old German guys because six ounces of coffee in a cup is what they like to drink, right? So that made the K-Cup guys set their standard of how much coffee they would put in their K-Cups to that shitty standard instead of realizing it was a type one error People in America and people that aren't 80 years old drink like 12 ounces, 16 ounces, 20 ounces. That's a cup of coffee, right? Cause we're on the roll. We're not having tea time with our six ounce little finger cups. So they followed suit and came out with K-cups in the same vein. That's why it all tastes like shit if you're trying to brew a mug of coffee with a up should not run more than six ounces of water through any of those cartridges. That is what they are designed for. They can't tell you that because then you'd have to use two of them or three of them to make your cup. Now you're starting to really do that price dollar cup relationship, right? Holy shit, 3 pounds—that's a dollar fifty for a cup of coffee that tastes like ass. <laughs> so. Yeah, by uh, by them breaking the relationship of you just you know grrr, make a cup of coffee. They they packaged it and basically, if you do the math, K cups are about fifty dollar a pound coffee, and you've put the super biodegradable helpful thing inside plastic and foil so that it can't ever biodegrade. now some have gone to biodegradable plastic it's it's all evolved as we've gone right but that was only after they became like the number one by volume thing in landfills so instead of having coffee like help the environment and grow the soil we are now like burying it in plastic metalized coffins right type one error so Think about type 1 errors in your life. What's, you know, do and then once you realize where they are, what are you going to do about it? Once you realize type 1 error exists, it sucks because you have to look at it and realize it exists the whole time. Or you have to fix it. And fixing it is going to be painful. So, Eh. By the dip, by the dip, all fiat currency is a type one error. If you think about the friction to right passing a dollar bill to a dollar bill is easy, hand to hand. But ninety nine point nine percent of money doesn't flow like that. It all flows digital through the current banking banksters, right? So oh God, just credit card processing fees as a little small business, right? We're three and a half percent plus like you know, whatever couple you, just, you know, it just it is and I know you want a service, you want to do invoicing service, so you got an extra percent for that, which is it's great, but it's so much friction, right? They're all just frictioning off. You look at like a country like El Salvador. of their national product is people who have left El Salvador and are productive humans elsewhere and are sending money back home. 30% of that they're losing to Western Union and all the money-changing people, right? Can't just, they can't get money back to, they can't get the value that they created elsewhere on the planet back to their families without being siphoned off. To the tune of 30%. So by them just deciding that they would make Bitcoin equivalent to cash in their country, they already use the US dollar. That's what spits out of ATM machines in El Salvador. So they just made it equivalent one day because they decided, like, hey, Western Union stealing 30% of four-tenths of our national income for the privilege of us sending our own life energy to our own families. What the fuck did Western Union do to get, what would that be, like 20% of the value of a country on a monthly basis because they allowed you to send your own life energy to your own family? Yeah, fuck you, Western Union. And that was all that had to happen, right? Couple Couple of people had to just wake up and go, uh, uh, Yeah, we don't think we want to play that game anymore. How's about instead of us sending you like all that money, we just send you less and we keep it ourselves. Eh. Right? They, they, now the pain, right? So the IMF's coming after them. mm, People that just got kicked in the nuts and lost a billion dollars of cash flow for doing no work are a little pissed off. So it's the more we can help realize there's friction and all this Visa MasterCard bankster bullshit, and we just trade amongst ourselves directly in a frictionless environment. If you buy coffee from me and you want to pay Bitcoin Cash, I can love you, or Dash, or and whatever. I don't care, don't care. If I can swap it on an exchange you could do the exchange and send me something i really like or i could do the exchange with the thing you send me if it's easy enough and i don't know bitcoin cash if you're gonna buy a 20 dollars bag of coffee or 25 dollars bag of coffee i don't know i think it's like two or three cents maybe a nickel that goes down to fund the system right gets siphoned off of our transaction to pay the miners because they're the ones enabling us to do that so visa would would take uh, what is that a uh, twenty bucks, say three percent, sixty cents, yeah. So they would, they would nab that right, or six cents. So ninety percent less. I mean, they are doing a service, right? But are they like obviously, the new system can do it for nine tenths of the fee. It hasn't even got a fishing yet. So yeah middlemen 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 exist because you can arbitrage. middlemen exist because there isn't perfect information right all the economic theory that that is kind of out there you start it all with assume perfect information, assume blah blah blah. And and then the formulas will work, right? The math works. But you have to assume things that aren't true or weren't true in the past, but are coming closer to being true. So once you can, once you can know more, it's much harder to arbitrage. If I can find a place to jump the middleman and go buy wholesale direct to a farm someplace directly, I'd do it if i could find some place to skip the middle people but you have to know the middle people exist right and their value in the chain do they really bring value to the chain or are they just bringing cost to the chain some middle people i gladly pay because they add value but they're also responsibly priced to their value oh what an interesting day so I have not thought what I am going to do next week at all yet. Uh, But I can tell you the next week's interview for Wednesday, I am going to have uh, Guy Venenza. He's the owner of Naturally Infused. Naturallyinfused.com. If you go there and you want to talk cannabinoids, he will talk with you all day custom formulations, you want to do a white label. He's been in it so long and has worked with so many patients. Um, he can tell us stories of what he has seen. First-hand information from the front. So Dowie, if you're out there, you're the most uncannabinoided person I know, think of some questions. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? What's upcoming, what's new? where the industry's going. We're going to talk to him about all that stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. So he owns NaturallyInfused.com. Great products. He's the manufacturer of my cannabinoid products. If you go to CannabinoidNaturalFoods.com, we do uh, hard candies, coffee melts, uh, tinctures. Uh, He doesn't make my bath bombs. Um, I have uh, have those made somewhere else, but... um, yeah, the uh, the bath bombs are are made with uh, what is that it's no artificial fragrances or dyes um, it's organic uh, I forgot what the pigments are yeah look it up it's on the website <laughs> I Candace loves them uh, a, a CBD bath bombs 25 milligrams when you get in it's all of you all at once it's it's, it's probably the most muscle relaxing thing I could think of uh, and as always food forest farms for our super awesome coffee air roasted not in an exhaust gas stream we have a we have a uh, clean air coffee roaster that roasts uh with an electric heater right so it's once in once out airflow always clean air top three percent of coffee sold if you join the club get a crazy deal and As soon as we get to 100 members, I'm gonna issue NFTs. Those 100 people will control all the production of the coffee from there forward. I deliver on the 15th of the month, every month, if you're in either of the clubs. Um, Oh, there's Brian with LOTS Project checking in. If you're into freedom and sustainability and all that stuff, and you're maybe thinking of a place to go get out of where you're at, check out the LOTS Project and go look at the, uh, ask him for the directions to the land group. Uh, there's another group of people that are helping people find land all over the country in the price range that works for you. So don't let that go. Uh, all right. Happy Friday. Go do some epic shit. I will hopefully tell you some great stuff on Monday. We're gonna have guy in here on Wednesday and I will I will publish next week's uh, next week's show schedule later today and I have the Bitcoin indices on my float channel so at scrambling. All right, love you guys have a great weekend. Well either you're shaking your head or you're saying hmm. I think I might've just learned something. Well, if you're the latter rather than the former, (laughs) help scrambling out. Those bongs are not gonna pack themselves. Let's keep him in the weed he is accustomed to smoking. The best way to do that is to buy coffee. Foodforestfarms.com, foodforestfarms.com. Just go buy great specialty roasted coffee. That's why the website exists, make it super easy for you. Now, if you want coffee on the monthly at the absolute rock bottom price, there's a little button below that says join the club. Well, get on in there and join the club. Now, if you got a little something or something and you need some cannabinoid products to maybe do something or nothing, Cannabinoid Natural Foods is here to help you out. We have the best and yummiest treats and body products with USDA certified, organic hemp derived CBD and CBG products. Just go over to cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com and place an order. And hey, if you want some of those products on the monthly and the absolute breast price, join the club. The button's right below it. If you do join either of those clubs, you also get free tickets to Squatch Fest in May and October. That's our weekend camping and music festival. You get half off to any live workshops at the homestead and you get a free booth if you vend at our maker's market as well as any premium content I put out, you'll always get for free. And you have access to me for mentorship for any small business or entrepreneurial endeavors. Foodforestfarms.com. Go there today get finest specialty coffee on the planet roasted by me for you. Enjoy. Thank you for supporting all the hard work. I love making these episodes for you. Have a fantastic day.